0: This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting
1: Network. On today's episode of the podcast, we got Sabrina Kyle, the Courage Pro Wrestling Champion. Um, was, this podcast is really funny. It's a really great conversation. Uh, i going to have her back on to talk about mental health. We were going to get into it with this episode, but we ran out of time. So, yeah. Uh, enjoy. And, uh Have a good week. Yeah. Everyone that um, I've done a podcast with, they're like, I haven't used Skype in years. Yeah. I did a a podcast with Christopher Clarence, and we recorded it over Facebook, and then his internet lagged out, so it just shut down everything, and we lost an hour of a conversation.
2: Oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah. It was weird because, like... I don't know why it affected mine so much, but his like his shut down and then my computer just went wonky. I was like, oh our
0: our podcast is just me, Jeff, and Lenny. So like right now we're not doing it because of lockdown again. But Lenny Mm -hmm. just comes over here and then Jeff has like all his soundboards and mixers and stuff. So we all just talk into microphones.
1: I don't have a soundboard or mixer yet, but I need to get one.
0: Yeah, he's he's a DJ, so he has
1: oh okay Like
0: all the lights and everything at the shows a lot of that's his stuff
1: oh yeah he did the show in london right the
0: the charity one
1: yeah 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 Yeah, that was all
0: his stuff and then like the nsw ip reviews that they were doing that was all his setup
1: even when he was wrestling
0: yep nice (laughs) yeah
1: yeah uh yates does it too right yeah
0: he does sound
1: yeah Jess has got the whole setup.
0: Yeah, our basement's half full of it.
1: <laughs> All right. On today's episode we have Sabrina Kyle, the Courage Pro Wrestling Champion. Uh thank you for coming on the show.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh I mean, it's like I have one more to do uh tomorrow. And geez, like it's I packed this weekend and now I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have packed this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You just got too excited, and then you're like, oh, I'll just do it all at once.
1: Well, it was supposed to be you three. Like, it was supposed to be Wade, Jake, and then you. And then uh, Marcus Gold messaged me yesterday. He's like, can we do it this weekend? And I'm like, oh, I guess so.
0: <laughs> Sorry, my dog's having a temper tantrum right now.
1: Come here. That's okay.
0: Wednesday, come here. Come here.
1: You might hear my cat once in a uh, yeah, while. Yeah, one she second. Goes my
0: dogs are kind of jerks. Come on, you're just out. Fine. No, you're not going because you'll bark. Go on. Eva, go lay down. Go lay down. I didn't think she'd want out again because she was just out, but...
1: <laughs> what kind of dog is she?
0: So I have a Husky Shepherd. She's seven. And then I we have a Great Pyrenees puppy. And she's seven months.
1: Uh, is that the one <laughs> you're trying to get fixed? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now we gotta wait another three months. But, <laughs> Our but, cat's in
1: heat right now, and oh man, driving me female? nuts. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awful.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I I don't like cats to begin with, so it's, it's one of those situations. My fiance wanted her, and she knows her to hit me in the heartstrings. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I always
0: started a cat when I started dating Jeff, so we have a male cat, but I don't really ever see him because he only really likes Jeff, so. Uh,
1: (laughs) You got the dogs, though. You got the better (laughs) animals.
0: True, yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, so what was your earliest memory of wrestling?
0: Like being involved or just in general?
1: Let's do both.
0: Okay, so, see now she's barking and she wants back in. Sorry. <laughs> it's <One> okay. <laughs> Boys of dogs. Come oh on, come on. Oh my God. Well, she can just stay out there because she does that. It's like a game she likes to play where she paws at the window and barks really loud. And then when you open the door to let her in, she runs. Ah. Uh, the back fence.
1: She's trying to play? Um,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> I guess as far as, like, watching wrestling, it would have to be, like, The Brood. Um, So, a lot of people probably watched wrestling, like, grow- all growing up. I grew up in the country. Mm. So, we got, like, global, and that's it. So, one day I was just, like, turned the TV on, and it was, like... I- you remember when they used to, like, replay? Was it Raw they used to replay? Yeah, I think so. And so, like... I just, like, turned it on, and and there was Gangrel, and I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest fucking shit ever. <laughs> and I think I was, like, I don't know, eight or nine. Um, yeah, that's around the time. Uh, and then, like, I, I didn't watch, like, religiously like some people. I watched on and off, and then around the time when Lesnar was feuding with Gallen, that's when I was, like, really big into it. Uh... And so... My brother would watch it. And then same thing when we moved to the city, I didn't have cable. So my brother would record it for me at my grandma's house and then give me the tapes, like like physical cassette tapes to rewatch everything. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And then as far as like being involved in the business, um, it was really, I met Justin Coleman at an internet cafe when I was 15 years old. And I really wanted to be a wrestler. Like, I wanted to be a wrestler since I was 12. And my mom was, like, looking for a school. And she couldn't find anything because it wasn't so available. There w- the internet wasn't available to everyone. Mm-hmm. And everything wasn't on the internet. So you couldn't just search something and then, oh, hey, there's a wrestling school here, right? Um, so, yeah, Justin, I was watching wrestling. And he was like, oh, I'm training to be a manager. And I was like, where? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, at Living Legends mm-hmm. Wrestling Academy. And I was like, no way will you take me? And he's this stranger that I don't even know And he's like, yeah, meet me at the bus tomorrow at this time and we'll go. And I was like, okay. So I did. I met him at the bus and we took the bus all the way up. It was like probably a 40 minute bus ride from downtown to the, the academy was like way up on the mountain. And we went in and I was like, oh my God, it was like my first time seeing a wrestling ring up close and seeing all the guys. And then I literally went home that night. My mom signed my like form because it was a waiver and I was underage and then gave me my dues. They're $50 a month. And I went in and I paid and I started the next day.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's I, like the earliest memory of that.
1: <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager, um, we had a school in Simcoe. It, it's not a lot here. Um, so my dad was going to sign up my uh, spru- my stepbrother. And me and my dad have never had like a solid relationship with each other. So like he, he wasn't going to sign me up. And by the time I had convinced my mom to let me do it, the school is gone, so it was like, yeah,
0: yeah. I did my driving test in Simcoe. I actually spent a lot of time in Simcoe because I I grew up in like Selkirk area. Okay. So Selkirk and Canfield were the two places that I like grew up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I I I go to I was actually in Simcoe just before the lockdown. Oh really? Yeah, I met my foster mom for dinner there. So
1: when you said that you lived in the country, my mind instantly went to she's from this area
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i yep canfield i had my skating lessons in dunville and then like everything like grocery shopping everything was in cayuga and Mm. then i actually lived in selkirk right after jensen was born uh his dad and i owned a house there and i only lived there for a few months though but it was a nice house it was cheap because there's nothing in selkirk so (laughs) yeah
1: i was gonna say i can't even like remember if i've ever been to selkirk like i might have just drove path through it but there's nothing in my mind that stands yeah, out
0: there's literally like sunflower cafe there used to be a bank there isn't anymore and then there's like um a variety store that has an lcbo in it
1: Ah, oh, perfect and then there's a hewitt's
0: there's a hewitt's though so mm. but it's like you have to go through selkirk and then it's just on the highway yeah Dunville. Mm-hmm. yeah so if you went to selkirk it was probably just to go to the beach really
1: yeah probably but I live in Simcoe right so I have like Dover and Turkey Point Oh uh, true so. yeah
0: the okay, pe- I'm going to try and let her in one more time right? Okay <laughs>
1: it's okay Good girl Thank you
0: Good girl Yeah, she actually came in this time <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah well I guess you would be around everything then
1: Yeah we have a Did lot you- of choices
0: did you go to the SKM show in Simcoe when we did not last year, the year before?
1: Yeah, that's the first place I met you.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I meet so many people. It's okay. Uh, like, <laughs> I, and that day was crazy because, um, like you know how it was like for all the the workers there, they were like hitting on me. Like I pretended that Rip was my husband, so oh, they yeah. were alone. Like it was so, and like I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, Should, I don't want to talk to anybody at this
1: point. Should have just brought Jeff with you. Probably he was supposed to
0: come, but he works all the time. Like, it's like, kind, it's kind of a joke between us, but kind of not. Like, right now he's working seven nights a week. I don't even see him. Oh. Like, he's upstairs right now sleeping, and then he'll wake up at seven, and then he'll leave for work, and then same thing tomorrow.
1: Yeah. That SKM show was the first show that I ever helped set up. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and it's the only show that's been in Simcoe for maybe ten years. Like yeah. my
0: mom, that banner that I was on. Yeah. Uh, I was like video chatting my mom while I was there, and she's like, "Are they keeping that banner?" And I was like, "I don't know." She's like, <laughs> "Ask," and I was like, "Hey, uh, are you?" Good? Chris is like, "Oh no, you can have it. It's in my mom's living room."
1: Oh, that's sweet. <laughs>
0: like it's just you walk in her house, and there's like me and Super K and Chico. <laughs> But like my mom still has wrestling flyers from like 2006, like stuff that I, I wouldn't have thought to keep or think that I would need to keep. But now I'm like, it's really cool that my mom kept that because yeah. you know, I have it.
1: Yeah. Especially like, yeah, if you need a poster or something, you're like, hey, I need a picture for a show I was on 10 years ago. Your mom could pull it out for you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, hey, come here. Come here. Now she's eating the other dog's food. I'm so sorry, but you, you probably understand because dogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's probably the last time the dogs will bother us. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: Um, yeah, so my mom's, like, honestly, like, my biggest fan. And she has all this stuff. When Kamala did a show with Living Legends Wrestling my mom and at the time I was like mom why would you do that but she went in the ring and she got an autograph from him to me and I didn't ask her to do that because at that time you didn't ask for pictures with people you didn't ask for autographs like it was kind of frowned upon Mm -hmm. and now it's a little like it's a lot more lax like you can just go up to someone and be like hey can I get a picture with you like I'd really like to have that but back then it was like you didn't you just Mm -hmm. didn't do stuff like that so I actually have an autograph from Kamala that my mom got for me
1: that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, I, I from that Ontario group, I've seen, like, the way that wrestling is now to the way it used to be, when you have all the old vets that think of stuff, like, differently, and now you have the guys today that do stuff, like, yeah, like, you remember that big argument on the Ontario page?
0: The one that I got involved in?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was,
1: that was a real eye-opening to me, and I was like, holy fuck, shit is so different now. But, no, like,
0: that's the thing, is, like... Um, those guys, like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've been around for like almost 16 years. I've met that big daddy hammer guy one time. Oh yeah. He was on yeah. one of my shows when my, so my sister passed away of leukemia and I booked him.
2: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: he asked, cause his girlfriend lived in Hamilton. So he's like, can I get on the show? You know, I had really, it's a good cause. I'm like, yeah, sure. So he sent me his entrance music and it was last resort by Papa Roach. Yeah. And I messaged him and I'm like, would you mind changing this? Cause this is a celebration of life for my sister. And he basically told me to go fuck myself and he wasn't going to change it or he wasn't going to be on the show.
1: Oh my God. So that
0: was my first and only time interacting with him. And then like, I've always got along with the other dude that was involved, but after I spoke my piece, he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> like, and to me, it's like, you know, I'm not, I never come out and I'm like, Hey, I'm a vet. Listen to me. But like, I've been around for a while. Yeah. And Jeff's been around longer than me and it makes people like us look bad when you when you start being like oh, I'm a vet and this is how things used to be and it's like okay but you don't have to be an asshole to people like that's not how it is
1: yeah I seen this I seen that thing going on on Facebook and all of a sudden like, I'm just scrolling through it and I see Jordan getting into it with someone I forget who it is and he's like yeah you have beef just like your friend Dylan And I was like what the fuck do I have to do with this?"
0: <laughs> I think for me it was the for me it was when they like started going on travis yeah because like a lot of rips guys like i'm not there all the time anymore because i don't live in hamilton Mm -hmm. um i live an hour away so i'm not there all the time but like i consider those guys like most of them like like brothers right they're always super respectful they're always very helpful um and travis is like you know when i'm having down days or whatever like i could message travis out of nowhere and be like hey like i'm really depressed and he would like listen to me and talk to me Mm -hmm. so for you to just start like ripping him apart for no reason just because he gave an opinion on facebook of all this is the thing that drives me nuts it's on the internet who cares yeah like really who cares how is it affecting your life how is it affecting you me yeah okay the guy jumped down he broke both his legs First of all that could happen to any of us it could happen mm-hmm. to me it could happen to someone on AEW it could happen to someone in WWE it could happen to anybody so the fact that he's like a backyarder was totally irrelevant like someone yeah. got hurt just that sucks mm-hmm. like it sucks
1: and that's a, that's the thing that they weren't looking at like yeah they he's just a backyarder, but it's still like I think the dude was losing his leg or something like that like
0: yeah and he had like a young kid and didn't have insurance and he lives in the states yeah and it's, it's not like, like it is here okay you two are like why you guys sleep all day why stop. stop
1: but i i know why that uh i know why i have heat because uh so i have a i have a son it's known and i was supposed to go to a show am i gonna say the show because they're not listening but it'll probably get me more heat and i was supposed to help set up and my oh. son was sick uh so and at the time like There were things with me and his mom. So, like, she wasn't in his life. So, I had to stay home. And then I think that's what got me heat because I didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: like, and you're not even, like, you're not a worker. You're not trying to get booked.
1: Yeah. At the time, I didn't even want to be in the business. I was just trying to help set up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, and like, people. So, like, I'll, I'll say openly, like, I'm, the type of person where my personality is like, like, I'm a nice person. I really am. But I also have ADHD and Mm -hmm. anxiety. So sometimes you say something to me and I'll like, it seems like I'm being rude, but I'm not, Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: know, like I'm just, that's just, I'm being blunt about something, you know? And then, so, I mean, I'm sure I've gotten heat because of that. I say it all the time. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not part of the, a lot of cliques in wrestling, but I've never tried to be. So, you know, I've got my, like, good friends that I've, I've been friends with since I started, like Steve Brown and Hacker and, like, Adam Reed, who doesn't wrestle anymore. Like, I, I have a bunch of those guys. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. Just the way things are now, it's different. And you shouldn't be getting heat because you couldn't show up to a show because you're a kid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I had I had heat with the company because I had to cancel a few bookings because I found out I was pregnant. It's
2: stupid.
0: So I had to cancel bookings because I couldn't wrestle because I was pregnant. And therefore, I was like, when I came back, I didn't work for those companies for a while. And I was like, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. it. And then when they said that I have heat, I messaged the person and he just blocked me. I'm like, you're such a fucking asshole. Like we could have, you could have told me what it was for, but you just blocked me and moved on. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, like, I'm not going to say I, I do block people now, but it's more if they're trying to egg me on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm just like, I'm not having this. I'm not 16. This isn't high school,
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like,
0: and so I just, whatever, man, you're blocked. I don't, I don't need to associate with you. I'll be I'll be nice to people like if I see them at shows or whatever. Uh but I don't go out of my way to to talk to someone if like if they're shitty to me, I'm not gonna talk to them. Like
1: Yeah. I feel like being a female in the business too, you probably take a lot more shit than guys do.
0: Uh yeah, I mean it's it's really different for me now because when I first started there was only like five girls, not even. Mm. And but we all got along, that's the thing. Like, we were like, really? (laughs) Enough, like, we all got along. It was like Misty Haven, Fox, Cherry Bomb, Crystal Banks, Caitlin Diamond, me, and Portia Perez, and that was like it. But we all got along, but it's like. I am so sorry.
1: It's okay. There's a special guest. Come
0: Come here. Come on. Come here. No, you're going upstairs. Come on. Okay, I'm sure she woke Jeff up, but whatever. You know what's funny is he does podcasts all the time, and she just lays there. (laughs) I never do them. And then she's like, I want in, I want to eat this, I want to go back outside, I want to play, like, but yeah, it's, I mean, right now, there's a really good group of girls in Ontario, though, like, for the most part, I, well, I did a photo shoot with a bunch of them, uh, that Halloween photo shoot I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of them, they're really, like, they want to learn. and But that's it's not just the girls. Like, one guy I will say is, like, Johnny DeLuca. He asks me questions all the time about how wrestling was when I started. Yeah. I, I don't get that, ever. Like, people never ask me anything, so.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's weird, because I feel like, as female talent, like, I've only been, like, in the wrestling community for two years now, and Fuck, I have seen some stuff that makes me super uncomfortable. So I don't know how you guys deal with that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, like what kind of stuff? What do you see? Well,
1: I'm not going to say names. But there's some fans that when they take pictures with the female talent, they like hug them really tight and like do stuff that's weird. And yeah.
0: it's Yeah. I um. So I think this just goes back to like my personality and how I come off.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Fans don't really do that shit with me. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> but I also, like, like, if somebody did do that to me, I would call them out on it. Yeah. I don't care if you're paying me $10. Don't mm-hmm. touch me like that, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Plus, it's, like, I think they just feel like because they paid to be at the show, they can get away with a lot.
1: Like, yeah. I, so, like,
0: I charge... I have my 8 by 10s that are $10, and then I charge $5 for a selfie, which I think is fair because if I'm giving you a selfie for free, now I'm losing out on merch sales, right? Yeah. So I get a lot of, like, oh, well, so-and-so. I'm like, okay, well, okay, so that guy let you take a selfie with him, but I'm not letting you take a selfie with me. But they feel – I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I could get away with it because I paid. Yeah. When that, like, speaking out thing happened – and I saw some, like, girl, like girls from Ontario saying, hey, like, this happens to me sometimes at shows. Like, I messaged a lot of girls in Ontario, and I was like, if anything ever happens to you and I'm at a show, or you're, you have to work on a show where you're uncomfortable with someone, mm-hmm. they let me know ahead of time, because I'll fucking be there. Yeah. And, and I'll deal with it.
1: And I'll, I'll tell you something. Like, when I met you at SKM, you were really nice. But then it's like, Sabrina Kyle and Vanessa are, like, two completely different people. Like... The first time I seen you at a show, I was like, oh, fuck, this woman looks terrifying. And then, like, I met you in person. I'm like, oh, she's actually really nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why people don't, don't want selfies with me a lot. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the two crowds were... Because I'm heal a lot of places, right? Yeah. It just comes with my look. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, two crowds that just, like, it doesn't matter if I'm heal. It doesn't matter what I'm, I do. But I think it's because I have the like the heavy metal music and the creepy makeup and like a lot more people are into horror now and so like when i work mcw it doesn't matter if i'm beating the shit out of bia like for some reason (laughs) they just want to cheer me and i'm like no shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) and then the same with like three six five like but the the fans at three six five are awesome and you know they're always so into it
1: yeah they it the that's the only show in kitchener right the three six five uh, the only promotion, I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they, got, they, pro- they have a set crowd.
0: Yeah, they're uh, a, lot, and, and a lot of them, like, it's more about, like, the characters and, like, the storylines, which is different from a lot of other places. Like, I love working, like, the Simcoe thing and fair shows because it's, like, you can wrestle like wrestling used to be. Yeah. You don't have to hit all your moves, and like you could just lip someone off for 10 minutes and get rolled up, and it's like the biggest pop of the night, right? Yeah. But that's the, but like back to what we were saying, how wrestling's changed. Like, and I say this all the time when I go to training, like people will come in from Toronto or whatever, and I'm working with them, and they do something, and I give them a different type of input. And then, but I'm always like, hey, like I'm just saying, like, this is the type of wrestling I like but that doesn't mean that the type of wrestling you like is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like it doesn't, I'm just giving you a different outlook on it. It doesn't mean you have to do what I'm suggesting, but you know, maybe one time you switch it up and you do it the other way and you're like, Oh yeah, that really worked.
1: That's what I felt about the vets thing. Because like, just because you, you're into like the whole, like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man stage doesn't mean everyone else is now. Like it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, Personally, like, I watch, uh, I don't really watch WWE at all. Um, I don't really
1: watch wrestling.
0: <laughs> true. I haven't really watched wrestling since I started wrestling in, like, 2005. But I, um, I watch, like, I record AEW just to, like, see what they're doing. Because, I like, I also listen to the Cornette podcast, so I like mm. to know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. um a lot of people shit on me for that but it's like man like I like what you I like and you like what you like so that's exactly it right um but I just like I just like the one night we did a drinking game it was like every time someone hits a running knee you take a shot and we were like like legit me Jeff and Lenny were wasted in less than two minutes yeah it's bad like (laughs) um but, like, some people like that. And, like, I and I can say, like, I really appreciate that some people can do, like, the gymnastics stuff and the, like, high-flying stuff. And, like, it's really cool to watch. It's just, to me, I like more of, like, two people fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fight. That's what I prefer.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite moves was, was the Destroyer. And now I can't stand it. Because so... everybody
0: does
1: it. Yeah. Like, and when Petey like, did it, everybody... it was so cool. And now it's, like... Everyone can do one, so it's...
0: And everybody does it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some crazy moves, too, that I watched on TV, and I'm like, I'd never fucking take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and then Jeff's like, well, if you're making that money, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that's worth my neck being broken to me.
1: hmm Especially, like, yeah, I think they make a lot of money in AEW, but still, it's not worth it, because maybe you're done after that, so...
0: Yeah, yeah
1: like the phoenix took that suplex from kenny and it's like a really small suplex and i was like holy fuck like he landed right on his neck and everything got right back up i was like holy jesus well
0: that was that was not last week or the two weeks ago right
1: yeah the title <laughs> match
0: i watched that yeah yeah sometimes yeah. i got yeah. forward through some of the matches because i'm like i can't like <laughs> i can't handle it
1: i just jump on youtube and i watch the the highlights
0: Oh, so,
1: that's smart. Yeah. So then yeah. like like I'm not a fan of Cornette as a person, but his uh like his knowledge in wrestling you, you can't deny it. Like it's like I tell everyone, yeah, he might be an asshole, but his uh his knowledge in wrestling and stuff like that is next to none. So Yeah.
0: I'll
1: go on YouTube and I'll watch the YouTube videos of him shitting all over AEW because sometimes it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I
0: like I haven't been listening as much lately because I'm home. Like I used to listen in between clients when I would uh, commute from one house to the next. I just throw yeah. it on. Now it's like I'm sitting at home. Last night I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast for the first time. I've never listened to it before. There's another one that I like. He interviewed, um, oh my gosh, the the Walrus Whisperer guy. Um, he bonded with the walrus at Marineland, and then he left. And he's been trying oh, to down, okay. like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. uh
0: fill something. I Phil Demers. I I follow him because I'm like really involved in that like anti-marine land. Like I'm really against uh, marine animals in captivity. And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast like three weeks ago. So I have to listen to that one. Yeah. But then I saw like I don't know if he's I reposted like what Undertaker had said about the business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like and so like I, and. I, a lot of people didn't comment on it, but if you look at it, it says, what's your take at the top? Like, it wasn't me being like, Hey, this is exactly how I feel. I was just sharing it. Cause I wanted people to comment yeah. on, but like, that's the thing. A lot of people don't comment on my shit. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, But so I listened to it cause I wanted to like, see what context that little paragraph was in. And then I ended up listening to the whole thing and I was, it, it was interesting. Like it was, you know, I mean, I agree to some extent. I like, I like it when. I see two men wrestle. Like, yeah, I find it more like realistic, and when there's two guys like Jeff Size or uh, Jesse V, like when he walks in, I'm like, man, that guy looks like a fucking wrestler. Like yeah. Mark Wheeler looks like a fucking wrestler. I, you know, like I like to see guys like that go. Yeah. But there, like I said, there's a place for everything. I just don't like when the whole card is like hey, let's do suicide dives, and hey, let, like, there has to be a balance, I feel. Yeah. And so, for me, like, my style, um, I don't really do, like, I don't do much. You know? Yeah. I like to keep it just, like, people think I'm gonna kill this person, that's the whole point. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what you aim for, too, right? So. Yeah,
0: and like, I, like, I would, at three, six, like, this is so bad, but when I started working for three six five again in twenty eighteen, I would tell Bia before I went out, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna make that little girl cry. Like the little girl in the front row, I'm gonna make her cry. <laughs> like, that's so evil. I'm like, I'm a heel man. And then yeah. they, like, the same kid all the time, she'd cry. And then one time we were in the bathroom and cause they, they always expect you you're gonna break character, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if so, if I'm a heel, I try really hard. Like if someone sees me in the bathroom and they talk to me, I kind of just ignore them because I'm a heel and I don't give a shit. Um so I'm in the bathroom and this little girl comes in with her mom and she's like, oh, why did you do that? You could have really hurt Bia. And I just like turned and looked at her. I was like, Next time I'm gonna break her neck. And like, <laughs> it, like started like again. And within the stall, and she walks out and she's like <laughs> But like yeah, I mean wrestling's changed. I feel like that's like a big topic lately, is how wrestling's changed. Yeah. Like everybody's talking about it and it's hard, I feel, for people like like me and Jeff were like when we started it was like like social media like I'm not good on social media like I didn't grow up with social media um social media wasn't a big part of wrestling when I started wrestling yeah people ask me all the time well why don't you tweet more why don't you do that because like I just I always post when I have a show I always try to like retweet when like so you release a podcast i always share it to my facebook or retweet it or try to help my friends out or whatever yeah it's like it's not i'm not good on social media like
1: yeah i was talking i was talking to someone the other day and i said i think social media killed wrestling like not not so much killed it but now there's not like the shock factor of wrestling like who, who do i use like okay so like Someone makes a debut on AEW. We know weeks in advance. Like yeah. the only one that the only one that I didn't know about was Sting, and I like I knew about it because I seen a post about it. But like it's, yeah, like I miss those days where it's like, oh, they they would roll vignettes that someone's coming, and now and you didn't
0: know. I mean, yeah, nobody knows until they show up. But that's like the whole, I guess, like kayfabe is everybody talks, everybody knows everything, and it mm-hmm. just you know like. I don't know. Like I said, I try and stay in character when I'm at shows. If I'm (laughs) a good guy, I'm nice to people. If I'm a bad guy, I'm not nice. You know, like.
1: uh, I remember at a show in Port Rowan, Jeff was trying to sell your eight (laughs) by tens. He like he dropped one. He's like, "Oh, you want to buy it?" (laughs) I'm like, "No, I'm good." Oh
0: yeah, Port Port Rowan. Oh yeah, that those shows where there's like not a lot of five. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I never know what's going on. I think mm-hmm. the last one I wrestled Masha, right?
1: I wasn't yeah. at the last one. The last one I was at, you wrestled uh you wrestled Jeff.
0: Oh yeah, that that was the last one.
1: Oh, was it?
0: Yeah, that was the last one. I wrestled Chunky Fresh. I was like, I'm yeah. doing Chunky Fresh. I love how <laughs> you do it. Yeah. Re- it, it's like uh cause DeLuca had asked me, hey, like, how'd you guys do this before? And it's like, man, like we had to somehow get our, our footage, right? Because we didn't have like a smartphone where you just record your match, right? You had camcorders that had the little tapes in them. So you somehow have to get your footage, whether you get it from the promoter or, or you have a camcorder or someone else has a camcorder and they send it to you. And then you have to somehow get all that footage onto a VHS. And then you have to mail the VHS with your, um, sorry, your resume and your eight by tens and why you want to work there. And you have to physically mail it to them. Right. And then wait for them to respond to you. Sometimes they respond to you via email. Sometimes you get a letter back or whatever. Cause like I applied for shimmer in 2007, but I was too young. I was only 17. Mm. So Like, they were like, you're too young, like reapply. But I had to do all that. And I had to find all these, like, they wanted a three-way, a four-way, a tag match. And at that time, there weren't enough girls in Ontario for me to have a three-way, a four-way, a tag match with different girls. Like, there was no way. So I sent them all my stuff and they got back to me and I was too young and whatever. And then I kind of just was like, okay. And, And then I, you know, I haven't consistently been trying to wrestle. Like, I wrestled a lot when I first started. And then there's always, like, so when a new girl comes, everyone wants to use her. That's how it is. It doesn't matter, like, how good she is, who trained her, everyone wants to use her, right? Mm -hmm. But then you kind of fizzle out, and then a new girl comes, and then, so you're down here, and that new girl's now getting booked everywhere, and then they fizzle out. But the thing is, like, I've seen so many people come and go. Because when you fizzle out and you're not getting the bookings, ah, why am I still doing this, right? Yeah. So... And at least now there's like a lot of women's shows and we're wrestling guys and, you know, there's more than one girl on a show a lot of the time. There's more than one woman's match or there's a woman's match in two intergender matches, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can all thank LaFisto for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, like before it was like there's you and one other girl and that's it. So when I fizzle out, I just kind of, you know, whatever, ride it. And then it was, like, uh, twenty end of 2017, my father passed away. And that was kind of, like, my kick in the ass to, like, go to the gym and get in shape. I was 250 pounds. I was pre-diabetic. I was fucking lazy. I didn't want to do anything. Nobody wanted to wrestle me because I was fucking lazy in the ring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll admit it. Rip opened to school. I started training. I started going in and training with him private. Sometimes I go in for classes three days a week. And then all of a sudden, now, like... 20 the summer of 2018 like i was super busy like sometimes working two shows a day which was great and then 2019 same thing like i worked all these places i won the cpw heavyweight championship which never did i think i'd win a title like that right and um and then 2020 happened and now i'm just you know we're all just kind of like doing (laughs) yeah you kind of it's it's always been up and down for girls
1: when i was doing When I was doing research to find out, like, stuff about you, I went on to the Courage Pro to see when you won the title, and it still says it's Steve Brown.
0: Okay, (laughs) well, I'll have to tell them to uh, update that.
1: I messaged Mac, and I was like, hey, is Vanessa still the champ? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, because it says Steve Brown. (laughs) It's on, like, Cage Match or something. So I looked everywhere, and I was like, I can't find it. I was like, I don't know. And so I just messaged Mac, and yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Um... (laughs)
1: That's what I was saying. It should have been updated by now.
0: They were supposed to have a women's tournament in like right after like April of last year. There was supposed to be a big women's tournament, and then COVID. That would have been
1: pretty cool. Yeah, COVID sucked.
0: Yeah, I uh I was really excited for that. I was going to do commentary with Clowny on that show. Have you ever have you ever done commentary? Uh, like. One time in the States, I was working for uh, the Sheik's son and I used to work for him every other weekend. I would drive down there and work. Well, my mom would drive me because I was like 17 <laughs> down there and work for him and they would just randomly be like, hey, you're on commentary for this match. and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, why? But I, like, I'm like, okay. And then I'm just sitting, like, I don't say anything. I'm just like, uh.
1: Yeah. I was, I was supposed to do commentary for the Pierre Bro show. But uh, I had just got over a sickness. I'm pretty sure it was COVID, but the hospital says it wasn't. But um, So I was supposed to do it with Clowney and Mize, and I was like, I can't, man. Like I talk for like 10 minutes, and I'm out of breath. So I was like, I'm out.
0: (laughs) I watched some of that show on YouTube.
1: It was a fun show.
0: Because CPW posted something about it, so then I was like, well, okay, I'll watch some of it. I watch some of the indie stuff that comes out. Cause like if my friends are on it, especially like I watched the NSW um, seasons beatings, I'm usually on it every year, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but because of COVID this year, like I'm not in Hamilton. Um, and my tag partner was off work because someone at her work had COVID. So then she was quarantining. So, but we watched it. We streamed it, watched it in the living room just to support.
1: Yeah. It was friends. a good show yeah it was pretty good yeah yeah uh peterborough it was like when they when we went to it it was like right on the cusp of us going into lockdown and so the crowd is supposed to be a lot bigger but uh they don't have wrestling in peterborough so they don't really know like the closest one is barry i think oh no there's north humber yeah right yeah Yeah, so there's that
0: so
1: there's that one but they didn't know any of these guys so empire comes out and uh they started cheering them. Like, Tyler, For- Aaron Forte came out, obviously the faces, so they cheered them. And then Empire comes out, and they cheer them. And it's so funny. It's my favorite moment because it was like they came out, and they're like, yeah. And then Matt made one look, and they're like, boo. I was like, just like that. You guys know he's a heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were hot. The crowd was hot with, with what was coming, too. Like, we had a, there was a lot of people that didn't want to go, which is understandable.
0: Yeah. And then...
1: The people that went, they were hot. I was like, wow, like this is a good crowd.
0: I think that when wrestling, when we're allowed to wrestle again, um, the crowds are going to be really hot. The only thing I'm worried about is everybody trying to run at once and just like killing it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Like, uh, because the thing is, we've all like Lenny said this on uh, Rex's podcast when they were on it. What, two weeks ago or last week or whatever? I listened yeah. to that one.
1: Yeah, it was funny just to hear
0: Jeff talk shit because he's like, <laughs> hilarious, and jo- Joey drives him nuts. So I just like to listen to the two of them together. <laughs> um, but he, what he said is like, you know, everyone's a lot of people are sitting at home. We're not going anywhere. We're not spending our money. People are going to have money to run shows, and I just I really don't want it to like be everyone running at once and killing it. Like, yeah, just like, and Hamilton's like the hot spot because there's more than one promotion that runs there
1: yeah the podcast i did today the guy lives in america and we were talking about wrestling in hamilton i said yeah it's oversaturated in hamilton i was like there's like nine promotions or something like that and it's it's crazy like there's always wrestling on the weekends but you know
0: it's always been like that like really it's like not like there wasn't as many as there is now but like they all ran out of our gym yeah wrestling they like there were so many companies running out of the llw academy yeah, and so it was a, It was like what Stranglehold ran there, um, NSW ran there, LLW, LLWA, GCW ran there a few times. I can't remember if anybody else rented it out, but it was like I don't know if you've ever seen footage of that place, but it was like the coolest school ever. Yeah, and like the way it was set up was perfect for running shows.
1: I seen a. I didn't see a show, but I seen a little uh, promo. Something with hacker and rip, but that's all I've seen.
0: There's a lot. Like uh, Davenport posted something not too long ago. Like I think it was like a six-man tag, and I'm managing Elias, and I'm like the most awkward person ever because I'm like <laughs> 16 years old. I have bleach blonde hair. I do not know what to do at ringside because no one taught me. They were it was kind of like, oh, you're a girl. Manage. Like yeah, y- you manage now. I managed so many people when I first started and I just wanted to wrestle. Like I, I was training to be a wrestler. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, you could just like the gym just looked amazing. And yeah. Now, fuck, fuck, like there's no place like, well, I guess battle arts, but it's not the same. Like, it's not like, it's a big thing. This was just like a little hole in the wall school that we all just kind of like helped make this great thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and then um yeah, no, I hope everyone doesn't run out of where uh courage and alpha run out of now because I like the building, but I don't know. I feel like there's more places.
0: Yeah, so I really like Germania Club. I used to live literally around the corner. Like it took me a minute to walk to the venue. <laughs> um and then after my father passed away, my mom sold her house and moved way out near Walkerton. But um, so I like I did one. I worked for GWN once, uh, and it was at the same venue. But I don't think they would. They're gonna be running back there again. Um, but like, there's a lot of like hidden gems in Hamilton. And here's the thing, Justin Coleman found a lot of these buildings. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he, like, lived downtown and is always, like, networking and meeting people. And people don't give him as much credit as he deserves because, like, man, he fucking knows everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: everyone. Like, I meet someone. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I wrestle. Oh, do you know Justin? Like, everybody knows Justin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, you know, he'd just be walking around. Oh, that looks like a cool building. And then he'd go in and talk to someone. And then, like, look at the Lincoln Alexander Center. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he found that.
1: That was a, that was a nice venue. That, that was, was
0: a venue. I believe it's for sale right now.
1: Did they, it caught on fire, didn't it?
0: I'm not, no, that was, uh, oh, that was the, Oh, that's, that was a venue on Kenilworth. I can't mm. remember what the name, what, what hall it was.
1: Yeah. I don't remember. I thought it was the Lincoln Alexander.
0: No, Courage was supposed to have a show there and then it burnt down and then we ended up at the down the street near um center mall there. At the what is it, Royal Infantry Center or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot as fuck, that's all I know.
1: Oh man. The one show that Rip ran, uh they didn't turn the heat the air conditioning I was on. on. That show. Oh my fucking god. It was so bad
0: like peace i'm out like and (laughs) my makeup was like sweating off i was like this is awful oh my god
1: it it was my first show like that i went to for hbw and we sat by a couple fans that didn't smell the greatest so like the heat kind of just (laughs) expanded it and you're like oh my fucking god
0: (laughs) yeah like we used to do a lot of outdoor shows like i wrestled for uh, PWA Niagara like a lot. It's funny because I wrestled Brodie Lee's wife there quite a few times.
1: She was a wrestler? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: It was Cindy Sin. I have some pictures. Actually, one of our matches is on YouTube. Um, oh, sweet. But, yeah, I wrestled her there, but it was like outside and then they had like beach shows where there'd be like sand in the ring and shit.
1: That's um, weird. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Hacker changed from Hacker to Annie here, and he's kind of having the problem getting rid of the Hacker name. Did you have the same issue when you became Sabrina Kyle instead of Sapphire?
0: No, not really. But, like, because I started wrestling and I was Sapphire for like a year and a half, two years tops, and then I was like, Okay, if I Google, because now internet's a thing, if I Google Sapphire, what's gonna come up? I'm not gonna fuck come up. Right? Like, like if you type in Sapphire, I'm not coming up. Right. If you type yeah. in Sapphire Wrestling, Dusty Rhodes' manager is gonna come up, not me. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to change my name, and then I I was I really liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I'm a huge Batman fan. So I was like Selena Kyle, okay, Sabrina Kyle and then yeah it just kind of like i changed it and that's when i was like wrestling more because like i was just kind of a manager when i was sapphire and you know i'd mm-hmm. have a match here and there and whatever but so it didn't really follow me very long but because hacker's been hacker for so long that, that like that's yeah that's everybody knows him is that
1: it's like the nsw show that they did uh they kept calling him hacker and I'm like, oh man, he's gonna have so much issues getting rid of that name. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like I don't know. I like his new antihero thing. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like everything he does though. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers in Ontario.
1: Yeah, he's really good and the the antihero, the the gas mask, so cool.
0: Yeah. Well he's a big horror nut, right? Like yeah. Um like, whenever I find, like, B-rate horror movies, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll, like, message him, be like, hey, have you seen this movie? Like, it's... And a lot of people... Well, I guess now that he has that podcast, people know more about it, but... Yeah. Know more about him. Because before that, I think he was kind of, like, nobody knew that much about him. hmm But, uh, yeah, he's... And he's great to, like, be in the ring with, too. Like, the, I remember the first time I wrestled him, I was, like, super nervous. My opponent... Um, couldn't come, I was supposed to wrestle a guy from Montreal and he couldn't make it down and a hacker messaged me and he was like, Hey, uh, do, like, do you have an opponent? And I was like, no. And he's like, do you want to wrestle me? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, so excited, but I was also like super anxious. Cause I'm like, Holy fuck. Like he's so good, but like, he's just so great to work with. And he just hypes you up the whole time. So even if you're like awful, he just will hype you. So <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: and then he's just like such a nice person and easy to talk to that there's no like like you don't he's he you know you listen to his podcast you're like that guy's a fucking dickhead but he's Mm -hmm. not he's like the nicest person
1: yeah he's super funny i send him uh tiktoks and memes all the time that are super inappropriate because i know he'll he'll get it did you see the post that uh but was going around twitter that said that if you get the vaccine it turns you gay
0: no, I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> I sent it to Hacker. I was like, I'll was like, I'll have a heyday with this one. But, yeah. Did you end up getting the vaccine since you're a PSW? Uh,
0: we're on the second. Like, I literally just got my email today. So, we're, like, the next phase. Mm. So, in the next, like, month, I should be getting my first uh, vaccination. It's, like, weird, though, because healthcare, if you deny it, you could, like, lose a lot of hours, which makes sense, though. Like, this is... And, like, I saw your post the other day where you're, like, who cares if people don't want to get it or people do want to get it? Yeah. Ultimately, to me, it's, like, it's your decision. Yeah. But, like, if you decide not to get it and they put implications in place, like, hey, you can't travel then, it makes sense. Like, look at the fucking world right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so, if you don't want to get it, but then you can't travel, well, then don't don't bitch about not being able to travel yeah because C- me personally like I see I see everybody's point of view on it right but I'm also like man people are fucking dying like mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize unless someone in their family gets sick and dies they just don't it doesn't for some reason but I work with people who are sick and dying so yeah. it's like just fucking you know like I know everybody's like the government's just telling us what to do and it's like man just why do you want to go out hmm Stay at home there's nothing to fucking do anyway man <laughs> like yeah you know
1: i i don't i'm not against it but i'm like i'm not getting the first batch the you know it's just i wanted well, yeah, to but see you
0: won't you won't have to get the first batch anyway you're gonna be waiting till like august that's the thing too is like everyone's gonna be waiting till like august
1: my fiance just got hers yeah last week and it it fucked her up a little bit but she's okay now it is was like okay? Is she gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask her that when she gets. i be like, are you gay now? Or
0: <laughs> it's like anything. Like, when I get the flu shot, I get, like, sim- symptoms of the flu. But if I don't get the flu shot, honestly, I end up in ER. Mm-hmm. Like, every time. Because I get so dehydrated from throwing up that I can't keep gravel down. So I need IV and gravel and IV. And it fucking sucks. So yeah. <laughs> I would she- rather get the COVID shot and have, like, mild, you know, like, uh, for a few days, then, like, yeah. literally not be able to breathe and think I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of friends who have had COVID, and, like, it just sounds fucking terrifying, <laughs> so. I'm,
1: I'm almost, like, 99% sure I had it in uh February, and it's not fun. Like, like I have friends that are like, oh, COVID is not real, this bullshit. And I was like, no, I think I had it, and it's not fun. Like, I get it. Like, I understand like it's it was crazy like I was scared to fall asleep because I didn't know if I was waking back up like that's how bad it was like it was unreal it's
0: like I don't know it's I get why people are like all like fuck the government but on the other hand I'm like man look at America right now okay Mm -hmm. like look at other countries right now like I'm able to stay home with my son and the government's paying me to stay home with my son yeah right like and because he can't go to school so like technically i should be working because i work in healthcare, but i don't have anyone to homeschool my kid during the day so i have to stay home i just work on weekends right now
3: mm-hmm.
0: but like you know people in india are just fucking dying like yeah. and the government doesn't take care of them because they can't take care of them right people in the states were like n- they weren't getting any fucking money like they're just like stuck at home yeah and like I had- I- and shit (laughs)
1: like i have friends in america and they were talking so they got that stimulus check or whatever it was called and they're pumped for it six hundred dollars and uh my one buddy he's like oh like usa usa like he's always like trying to find something about canada he's like oh did your government give you money and i was like yeah they gave us twelve thousand dollars he's like
0: what (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then like what was it our gst we got it in a lump sum up front for the year last year it's like I get it, but it's also, like, they they are, for the most part, taking care of us, so, and I get the small business thing, man, like, I fucking get it, it's hard, I, I understand, like, you know, if Walmart's open, then why can't the small business be open, I do agree with that part of it, because people, that's people's livelihoods, and people are struggling in that way, so I get that part of it, but it's, like, I don't know, I just, yeah. just stay at home, just, I think... Mia, I was like, why didn't they just shut everything down? Like where where was it? It was um New Zealand fucking shut everything down. Yep. You couldn't leave your house for fucking fourteen days and they, they have no cases. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't allow anyone in or out. Like
1: The only time they were allowed to leave their house is that they were gonna get groceries and that was yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it it was and look where they are now. Uh Australia's clean. New Zealand's clean. Like
2: yep.
1: And uh the podcast I did today, the guy's from Florida and he's saying like even though, like, the numbers are high, people are still walking around with no masks on. He's yeah, like, my, trainer,
0: my personal trainer lives in Florida.
1: He was saying, He's like, It's like it doesn't even exist down here. It's just, I was like, Yeah, we're in fucking lockdown here. So <laughs> enjoy so, it.
0: Jeff and I, I've never been on like a real vacation. Yeah. I went to Salem, Massachusetts for a weekend. I drove so that I could go to like the where the witch trials happen. It was a nine hour drive. And then I went to the Lizzie Borden house, <laughs> which was super fucking cool. It was way cooler <laughs> than Salem. But, and then I drove back in, in three days, I did all this, which was ridiculous, but it wasn't a vacation because I was stressed out because I had to drive and I had to get all this shit packed into a weekend. And it was just not enjoyable. So like, realistically, I've never been on a real vacation. So Jeff and I were going to the cauliflower alley last year.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about it.
0: I was super pumped. We booked our plane tickets. Jeff's never been on a real vacation either. We booked our plane tickets. We were about to buy our cauliflower alley tickets. Like a bunch of people were going. Rex, Sierra, Eric, Jesse, Lenny, like all our friends were going. It was gonna be fucking great. And then COVID hit. But I <laughs> knew. Like, as soon as stuff started slowing down, my friend was like, oh, it should be fine. You should still be able to go. And just think about it. You guys are going to be the only people in Vegas. It's going to be so cool. And I was like, no, fuck that. I canceled. We thankfully got our money back. Other people had to fight and fight. But, like, we got all our money back. But I'm just like, fuck right off. Like, the first time we actually planned something, I, like, pay for it. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is happening. And then COVID's like, fuck you. You're not going nowhere.
1: (laughs) (sighs) My, uh, my buddy lives 15 minutes outside of Salem so he's like he's telling me stories he's like it's wild like around that time where they do all that stuff he's like it gets busy down here.
0: Oh yeah I didn't go in October. I went in, fuck, did I go in May? So like it wasn't busy. It was like dead because I mm-hmm. didn't go during the tourist season because fuck that. I don't like I'm not a hey I want to hang out with giant fucking crowds of people <laughs> unless I'm going to like a metal show and then that's part of the experience but like I would be insane if I had to be around that many people for the entire fucking week. I would have went nuts. Yeah. But, yeah, it's beautiful there. Like, you know, I wish I lived there, except for the fact that it's in the States. Fuck that. <laughs> I like Canada. But, um, yeah, it was, like, and like I said, the Lizzie Board of Museum was, like, that was the coolest part of the whole trip. Yeah. Like, it was, you know... And I tell people, and they're like, who? And I'm like, oh my god, how do you not know who Lizzie Borden is? But I'm just a freak like that. I have no clue. (laughs) Oh my god, she killed her father and her mother-in-law with an axe.
1: Oh shit, that's wild.
0: Like one of the first female serial killers that was known of, and she got off. Damn. Yeah, and so the house, the Lizzie Borden house, is actually the house where her parents were murdered, where she killed her parents, and it's all been so it's a bre- bed and breakfast now, but it's apparently <laughs> super haunted. I didn't stay there. I just went for the tour. Cuz I like I like serial killer shit. I don't like paranormal shit. Fuck oh, that. Oh, no. No, I don't like being freaked out like that. Fuck that shit. So, I went for the day tour and it was really cool cuz we're like walking up the stairs and sh- the tour guide's like if you stop on the third stair down and turn your head to the left and look under the bed, It's exactly where her mother's body was found face down in a pool of blood. And this is, that's exactly where the housekeeper that saw her was standing. And when you start going up the stairs, you get like a cold chill when you hit like that stair. And then when you go up into the attic, it's like super cold. It's like one of the most paranormal places. That's crazy. I was there during the day. So I was like, (laughs) I'm fine.
1: We did that. We did the ghost walk in Niagara on the lake. Yeah. It's over-exaggerated like, a lot of the stories, but, like, the stories were cool, and, like, there were some where you just get, like, this weird feeling where you're, like, fuck, I feel like I'm being watched or something. Like, yeah. if you ever get the chance to, I know you don't like paranormal, but... No, I w- I,
0: I'd love to do, like, a ghost walk. I like those. I, it, it's being in, like, like, people who go to places because they're, they're super haunted, and then they want to go there at fucking night or some stupid shit, and you're, like, yeah. why? <laughs> By yourself? Why would you do that, ever?
1: And uh, in Simcoe Just outside of Waterford, we used to have a house that was all boarded up. The guy killed his wife and uh, his mom inside of the house. So they boarded it up, and it was there for years, like, years and years. It just got torn down a couple years ago. But so people would break into the basement and, like, walk around the house. But, like, it's boarded up, and the only way out is the basement. So, like, if there's someone in there, like, not saying, like, a ghost, but, like, if there's, like, some Some lunatic in there. Yeah you can't get out (laughs) so yeah and everyone wanted to go at night and i was like i'm never going in that fucking house like it was so weird
0: if you ever have um steve or hacker on your podcast get them to tell you about when they took steve to the hermitage at night oh yeah yeah (laughs) like Uh, like, super haunted and the hermitage is like one of our really really haunted locations mm -hmm. and then but there's a lot like and people don't know about them at Who was it? Who was I telling? I don't know. I was telling someone. I'm like, oh yeah, if you want to like do like a hike, there's like Dundas Train Station and Darnley Mills are really close. You could do like a day hike and hit both sites on the same day, Mm -hmm. and they're both like really fucked up stories. So, but like I I know about all the stuff. I just and I don't do haunted houses either. Like I love horror movies and shit, but I I I don't like putting myself in a position where people are trying to physically scare me. Fuck that. Yeah. no
1: yeah uh i don't fuck with haunted houses at all like i remember going to niagara my friends are like we're there for a baseball tournament like oh let's go to i forget the one that chris logan works at but they're like
0: nightmare factory
1: yeah they're like let's go to that one and i'm like fuck that one i'm wasted so i'm not going in there and two i don't do that shit like i won't even go on the haunted house at the simcoe fair because
0: that's just that's just the way it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, so i've done that one but i do this the whole time yeah <laughs> like, i just to like pretend that i'm badass i'm like oh yeah it's yeah. fun <laughs> yeah lots of my friends are like you're just so fucking weird because like i have all this weird shit in my house i have like tons of different chucky dolls and like i have a bunch of or shit and you know like i collect living dead dolls and horror funko's and whatever but like i'm like yeah but they're not like it's not real when somebody's mm-hmm. trying to scare you, it's literally their job to scare you. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but at Square One, they did like a drive through haunted house last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, but I didn't find out about it until too late. Because I was like, I feel like I could handle that. I feel like I could handle it if I'm in my own car. Nobody can get into my car, right? And mm-hmm. it's fine. I feel like I could handle it, but I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> so then i'm like i'm gonna try it and i like go to book and it's like sold out for like the entire month i'm like fuck
1: yeah uh we uh so i've always been obsessed with the black donnellys i don't know if you know that story but uh the i've always been obsessed with them and so i've always wanted to go to lucan and last year we decided to go to lucan during covid so there's literally nothing we could do like we went to the grave site But the museum was closed, and I was so fucking mad about it. I was like, we got to come back when this is open, because, like, this is sick. Like, I need to see it.
0: Yeah, I, um, so do you know who Evelyn Dick is? No. So, uh, back in, I want to say it was the 40s, she, her and her father killed her husband and cut him up, and they found his torso on the side of the escarpment in Hamilton, Holy fuck. And they also found um, a baby in a suitcase in the attic encased in cement. Wow. And the house is still there. It's on Carrick Street in Hamilton, which is right near Germania Club. And, um, like, people live in the house. And I'm like, they have no fucking idea what happened there. I swear they have no idea what happened there. Yeah. Two streets over, and I'd, like, walk down, and I'm like, how are these people living in this fucking house? Like...
1: That's like the Black Donnelly's. Uh, they were all murdered in the house and like, it was burnt down or whatever. So they like, rebuilt on the property. And there's a guy living there and he used to do tours and stuff. And like, he says that like, it's super haunted and stuff like that. I was like, fuck, I wish. So I just like, out of curiosity looked up how much the house will sell for if he ever sells it. It's like $3 million. I was like, yeah no i'm good
0: <laughs> yeah like i see all these really cool houses in the states and they look like super cool and like in new orleans and stuff and they're so cheap i'm like that house is fucking haunted for sure it's haunted Especially there like, like i can't my mom's old house like weird shit used to happen in the attic all the time and i the attic was my bedroom so like i'd wake up i'd have bruises all down my legs i'd be, feel like someone's holding me down in my sleep and i couldn't get up like weird shit my friend would like and I would like see shit in the room like black things running around and we're like what the fuck
1: mm-hmm.
0: like no fuck that
1: my fiance grew up in a house that's like very old and uh so we weren't even dating at this time like we were going to a baseball tournament and I was riding with her there so we went there and we were getting her baseball stuff and I went into the basement didn't touch a single thing came up and I had scratches all down my arm and ever since then like I won't go in the basement like they'll be like, oh, there there's chairs down there. I'm like, I'm not going. Like it's <laughs> it's that yeah, simple. Okay. I, I won't go down there. That's
0: creepy shit. No nope. We've been
1: we've been together for two years. And I think I've gone to her mom's house like maybe like ten times. Just because <laughs> that experience I was like, yeah, that's never fucking happening again.
0: Um, Steve Brown has like so many stories. Like creepy stories. Yeah. do he, keep he just go on like if you ever have a mind you have to to talk to him about this stuff because like he gets right into it
1: i want to get him on maybe if he's the
0: best like (laughs) well i've been friends with steve since i was like 15 so i told
1: i told austin or christopher clarence uh on our episode like when i first like was around steve i thought he was an asshole and then like i met him in person i was like this guy's actually really nice like it's it's just a wrestler thing I I told him I said you guys all look like assholes when you're wrestling but (laughs) you're really not
0: yeah he's uh he's really like Steve's one of my best friends and he always has been Mm -hmm. he's just a really like he's a nice person he's the type of person where like if my car broke down and I was two hours away I know if I called him and I was like hey my car broke down and nobody else could help me like he would help me (laughs) right yeah but you know what it's I say that too about um, like the three, six, five locker room. Like, and I say this all the time. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not like best friends with all those guys. Right. Like, but a lot of us are friends, but I know that if I was in a jam anywhere, I could literally call anyone on the three, six, five roster and they would come help me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's so when you know, you have like a good locker room.
1: So with you being a Batman fan, what do you, what are your opinions on the new one coming out? are you excited with
0: Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. At first I was like fuck that guy, that fucking Twilight guy. <laughs> but then Eve actually like put it in a perspective for me. He's like, "Hey, you know, everybody was like fuck Michael Keaton and I don't know if you know, but I am in love with Michael Keaton." So Yeah. Um I was like, "Okay, whatever, I'll give it a chance." And then I saw the trailer that came out and I'm like, "Okay, it looks really good." Like I try to not um go into movies thinking about other movies right yeah or like so like the only movie that i was super disappointed in was like birds of prey because i'm a huge harley quinn fan and i have been since she came out in the animated series like when i was little like how what year was that 95 when she debuted so it was like five years old Mm -hmm. and so like i was a huge harley quinn fan and she wasn't, like, pop- She wasn't popular until, like, uh, what, like, maybe seven, eight years ago. And then she fucking blew up. Like, yeah. all the girls love Harley Quinn now. The Suicide but,
1: Squad movie really kicked it into gear.
0: Yeah. And, like, I like Suicide Squad, but I wish that it was an adult movie. Because, like, it's not for, Suicide Squad isn't for kids. So I don't understand why they did it PG. I think they should have geared it more towards adults. But whatever, I still enjoyed it. But the Birds of Prey one, I was just, I didn't, I was like, whatever. I haven't hey, seen Harry it. has her own movie, but whatever. <laughs> when, uh, personally, I was like, I really would have rather a Harley and Ivy movie than Birds of Prey.
1: When it comes to Robert Pattinson, I look at him more as uh, from Harry Potter, not from Twilight. So then I'm kind of like, okay, him being in Batman isn't so bad.
0: <laughs> I can't stand Harry Potter.
1: No, I fucking love Harry Potter. I can't do hey. it. Yeah, uh, are you gay? That vaccine, <laughs> the vaccine. If you take the vaccine, you turn gay. No, she's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to the Batman movie. Uh, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I'll look at reviews and people say like they're bad movies, but I'll still go watch it. Like, I might end I'm really up liking looking
0: it. Forward to the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh yeah! For I was Pokemon. so bummed that it got pushed back because it was supposed to come out last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same with, uh, the new Jurassic world got pushed back.
1: I'm not a big Jurassic park guy. So.
0: Oh, my kid loves it. He's all about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He fucking loves it. I don't mind. I like Jurassic park. Uh, like I prefer the, I think for me, it's because like when it first came out, I have the VHS still, I have a lot of VHSs, all, all my VHSs. I still have them all. And I would watch it all the time because it was, like, an adult movie, but, like, I was allowed to watch it. Mm -hmm. Same with Independence Day. I fucking love Independence Day. (laughs) But when the Jurassic Worlds came out, it was kind of like, okay, like, my dad took me to see Jurassic Park 2 and 3, and now Jurassic World's out, and Jensen can go with me. And
2: so
0: it's kind of like he really likes dinosaurs, and it's a movie that's, you know geared towards adults but it's appropriate enough for kids so he likes it so i watch it
1: my kid got into dinosaurs for maybe two months and now he's he doesn't care
0: oh that's (laughs) dinosaurs batman and lego and minecraft i i hate minecraft but he loves it (laughs) and then he got a playstation 4 for christmas yeah so he's all like every day mommy you play with me mommy you come watch me play no i don't want to watch you play video games like no but because he watches kids on youtube play video games I'm...
1: yeah minecraft uh to me it's the game that like i'll put on if i want to go to sleep or something because they have the funeral music playing oh. i call it funeral music that's what it sounds like so yeah. it puts me to sleep
0: yeah the, uh, the new Candyman's coming out next year now too it got pushed back
1: everything's getting pushed back this year it sucks the wonder woman came out but i didn't watch it
0: i know i saw the uh first wonder woman in theaters with steve brown and his daughter Mm -hmm. it you know what i liked it but not enough to be like pumped for the second one like i also didn't like the person who played plays wonder woman gal like she's supposed to be an amazonian when i think of wonder woman i think of like did you watch game of thrones yep so you know brienne of Tarth. Yep. Does she not look like an Amazonian?
1: Yeah. And she cleans
0: up really well, too. Like, if you look at pictures of her from, like, premieres and shit, like, she's really pretty. Mm -hmm. But I just, I feel like Wonder Woman should be, like, a little bit more jacked up. Like, not this tiny, no muscle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of... i haven't seen aquaman either so i probably won't won't ever ever watch it it. no we're on the
0: same page with this i won't watch anything that amber heard's in the other day i was scrolling through on uh just because i'm home right and i'm like oh this movie looks good i read the synopsis or whatever and then starring amber heard don't fuck that i won't watch it
1: yeah i won't
0: i won't watch anything what's the makeup brand is it l'oreal that she
1: I think so yeah
0: she's yeah i won't buy anything from them either it's bullshit it's mm-hmm. like just complete and total bullshit to me yeah. and like i'm a victim of domestic abuse so fuck that it goes both ways it's not just girls
1: yeah and like i said like i said to people i said maybe like johnny did hit her out of like a like out of like a protection thing but i said we can't just go jumping on that because there was a domestic it was johnny so
0: like, she cut his fucking finger off.
1: Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, some people would be like, oh, where's the proof? I'm like, the dude's missing photos, a finger.
0: There's photos <laughs> of him talking to her and her just belittling him and her admitting to hitting him. And it's just, like, how do you just ignore that? Like, why? Because he has a dick? So, like, but, like, I'm sure you've seen, like, I'm a big advocate for, like, men's mental health and everything. Because, like, I have a son. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want my kid growing up and thinking that it's not okay for him to feel not okay like yeah you know what i mean but this whole thing with johnny depp just fucking blows my mind because it's like double standard like he got fired from all this shit yeah And the bitch gets to keep her jobs everywhere like the fuck and then she like made it so you can't comment on her instagram anymore because so many people were like you're a piece of shit like fuck you it's like no you are a piece of shit and oh you can
1: like, tweet her still i do it every once in a while <laughs>
0: oh yeah didn't she like didn't she like block you or something from tweeting her
1: uh, no, she she reported me and I got banned for 24 hours or something like that.
0: She reported you. Wow. Yeah,
1: and all I said, all I said was uh, I tagged her. I was like at Amber Heard. I was like fuck you, and that was it. Like, <laughs> I come on, like the next day, and it's like you are banned for 24 hours, and I didn't say anything else on there, so I knew what it was, and I was like oh, whatever, well, fuck and, it.
0: Like, I love Jason Momoa. Like I love him. I think he's an awesome actor, and he's just really nice to look at as well but like i can't like i won't do it i won't watch it mm-hmm. and then people being like oh well what because one person's not gonna watch it. it's like no it's not like there's a lot of people that aren't supporting her yeah i hope that it like it doesn't stop like the speaking out thing with wrestling that came out what did it happen in like june of last year yeah that's the most i've been on twitter in my life
2: mm-hmm.
0: because like like Honestly, one of the stories were mine that came out and uh, I put it through anonymously because I work in the business and I don't want any blowback from it. But it also yeah. it already seems like people are forgetting. And um, so, for instance, one of the big ones that I was like, fuck this piece of shit was like Dave and Saman- Dave, Chris and Samantha Heights. And Samantha Heights is getting booked now. And I'm like, she literally grooms girls so Dave mm-hmm. can read them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And people are booking her and it's just like, like at least not a lot came out here. And I know something came out about uh, Clarence, which was not true. And, you know, cause I retweeted it because, you know, it came out yeah. and then I said like, Hey, no, this, it was a lie and whatever. And I admitted like, hey, I didn't know, but like, I'm very, as far as that shit goes, like I, I'm not fucking around anymore with it. I don't care. honestly, like if, like I said earlier in the earlier, when we first started talking, if someone messaged me and said, Hey, this person did this to me, but I don't feel comfortable going to the promoter fucking, all right, I'll put my shit on and I'll go talk to the promoter because what's going to happen. I'm not going to get booked. Yeah. Like I work for, you know, I work for a very select few companies, right? Like I'm not, I'm not out there trying to work everywhere. Yeah. yeah I'm o- I'm over that. Hump, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that. I did that. I did the traveling. I did the not sleeping in a bed. I did all that shit when I was like 18, and now I'm like 30, and I'm fucking sore, and I have a really good shoot job, and I got a family. So like, yeah, I wrestle for the places I wrestle, and that's what I want to do. And then eventually, like I say this all the time, like I want to be able to open a school and teach other people what I know. But, like, so if someone said to me, hey, I don't give a fuck who they are. Like, if you assault somebody or, you know, make somebody feel uncomfortable, especially a girl. Not saying it just happens to women, though, because it happens to men a lot of the time. And I have called bitches out for it. I've called people out in front of the whole fucking locker room. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, like, if you make someone feel uncomfortable, that's our workplace. You don't fucking belong there. Yeah. Right? not
1: there were some stories on the speaking out thing that, like, really, I was like, holy fuck. Like, it shocked me. Like, it was, I was like, wow. Like, Marty, Squirrel. I was a big fan of him. And I it's like, fucking Jesus. Same with Joey Ryan. I was a massive Joey Ryan fan. But, like, now that I look at it, I'm like, the gimmick was literally, like, what they're talking about. Fuck, so.
0: he's the worst one. Because then he tried to, like, sue the victims and shit. Like, you're a fucking piece of shit, bud. Tuck your fucking tail and fucking get a real job.
1: Did you see what he tweeted the other day?
0: No, put, I have them
1: blocked. Oh, he put like, uh, I I've never done anything to anybody. I'm the victim here. Blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, no, you're making you're it fucking, worse. <laughs> you're
0: a fucking narcissist who abused people. A lot of people.
1: Yeah, um, and the and the girls that he were like that came out were like indie wrestlers, and like he's suing them for like five million dollars. And like, not to talk down to anybody, but do you think indie wrestlers are gonna have that kind of money? Like, if you win, like it's
0: yeah he's not gonna win though like no
1: it got thrown out of court anyway so
0: um yeah the like there was such a huge list honestly I'm happy more people from Ontario weren't called out because like I wouldn't have been surprised yeah if people were called out not saying I think people here are pieces of shit but you never know what people are fucking doing Mm -hmm. right like There was a guy and I posted about it on the speaking out thing. Fuck. I don't fucking care. He doesn't wrestle. And he raped someone like years and years ago and he went to fucking jail for it. And then he started adding all these girls and indie wrestlers and whatever. Nobody knows who he is. So I started telling everyone, I'm like, Hey, if this fucking Darcy guy adds you delete him, he's a fucking rapist. Fuck that shit. And he was like, shows around here after he got out of jail and like we I wasn't able to say hey I don't want to work with this person because you we weren't able to say that for a really long time mm-hmm. right like I don't want to be in the locker room and then it was finally he was booked on a show with me I want to say three years ago and I went to the promoter and I was like hey like I do this show all the time for you but like if he's here I'm fucking I'm not hmm And the response was, well, he did his time, I don't care, you're a fucking rapist, whatever, you did your time, you don't need to come back to this business.
1: Yeah, those responses are kind of dumb.
0: It's like, I get it, like, people, well, that's the thing too, oh, people make mistakes. No, like, raping someone is not like, uh, just a, hey, people make mistakes, right? It's not like you fucking lied to someone about something, or even cheated on someone, and you know, people make mistakes. Like Shit like that happens every day, but, like, raping someone? No, fuck that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I think there were some stories that, because, like, from what I heard from different girls that didn't come out, and they're, they weren't ready to talk about it yet, and that's fine. Not just here, but everywhere. I just, I really hope that the guys lo- start looking out for the girls more, too. Like, because I can't be at every show, and also not every girl in Ontario talks to me, or I don't talk to every girl in Ontario. But I reached out to pretty much everyone, and I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: just,
0: I just hope that it doesn't get overlooked and that we just forget about it because it's you know it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I think, and it, it sucks because uh, a few WWE guys got let go, and a few of them are still in the business. But it's it's like. How can you... So, they didn't let go of Velveteen Dream. Like, he's never going to hear this, so I don't give a shit. So, they're, like... They're keeping him, but they got rid of Travis Banks right away. Or, like, Leguero. Like, they had, like, a couple, like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, allegations, but... Uh, well,
3: Dream has, like,
1: know, a... Yeah. Sold. Dream has, like, a friggin' dirt sheet of him. And they're like, yeah, there's no proof. Like... <laughs> you are like, come on. Like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that Impact did a really good job because they got rid of, like, everybody that was, like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They are just like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Dave was already, like, on his way out the door, I'm pretty sure, anyway. And then the shit with Elgin. um, And, like, I've been putting up with that shit since I was 15 with him. So, like, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, when Caitlyn came out and then people were like, Oh no, man! I'm like, no, man! Like, she's fucking telling the truth. Like, this literally, like, I don't know if he's like that anymore. I haven't been around him for a long time, but that's that's exactly how he was. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. And like, I know Caitlyn Diamond. Like, I've met her a few times at Stranglehold, and she's like one of the nicest women ever. I was like, she's she's not lying. Like, there's no way she's lying. What
0: and like, like, what is she gonna gain from it?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What's she gonna get out of it? That's the thing. Like. All these people who are like, and it happened on the Ontario Indy message board. I called a few people out because they were kind of like victim shaming people or victim blaming. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what are these girls getting out of it? Like people are th- like some of these girls that are saying this shit, like they're not going to work anywhere again. Like mm-hmm. people are going to blackball them. Right. Like that's what happens. That's yeah. why nobody ever fucking says anything. I did a podcast with a uh, whip dog. He's a wrestler from the States. Uh, me and Jesse Mack were on his podcast, like right after it all happened. And we were talking about our experiences and stuff. And, like, it was the same thing. Like, you know, this has been going on forever. And nobody ever says anything.
1: Yeah. it's stupid.
0: But, Ugh. I mean, it doesn't just happen in wrestling. It happens everywhere. But it yep. doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men, too. Like I said, I've, I've stuck up for men quite a few times and... Like, I have no problem with making someone fucking cry if they're in the wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was kind of cool to see everyone get called out because, you know, it was, I don't know, it's time for people to start speaking out, I guess.
0: And there was nothing going on, too, which I think made it like so much like. And then, but then this, so I said to Jeff, because that shit about Cornette came out. And I'm like, if we find out this is true, we can't listen to his podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. And then we found out that it was just someone stirring the pot and trying to fuck with him, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But it's like, he was like, I know. Because I was like, really, like, I didn't sleep for like two days when it first started happening. Because I was like, oh my god, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, I know, I know some of these people, you know, so.
1: Yeah. So, do you think you and Jeff are ever going to give it a run as a tag team? Or
0: as a tag team yeah (laughs) i don't know maybe depends on where uh right now i'm I'm in two tag teams right now so
1: yeah you're in the one in nsw right
0: uh me and cc are the boss bitches and then me and jordan are scumbag royalty so right and we were just starting to take off and then fuck COVID hit. <laughs> and it was so cool. Like we we wrestled Lenny and Jeff at 365. And it was just the fucking atmosphere was great. And just like the our gimmick and the way we looked, and just oh so much fun. And then it's just like fuck you, COVID.
1: I remember at one of my first indie shows back, I seen Chunky Fresh. And I it was at the SKM show. And I was like, oh, this guy's really funny. And then like a year later I seen jeff they just doing his gimmick and then at the port rowan he came out as funky fresh i'm like it's the same fucking guy i was like <laughs> i had i had no
0: idea <laughs> he's done a few different gimmicks uh.
1: yeah he had that hillbilly gimmick too didn't he uh
0: oh my god hardcore hick and then he did um like a long time ago he had another gimmick like a mass gimmick like He's just done a lot of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was so shocked when he came out as Chunky Fresh. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs>
0: the same fucking guy, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I really want him to bring Chunky Fresh back. I like it.
1: I like the I like the Jeff Black gimmick that he has.
0: The, the... Black gimmick? Yeah. 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 That's I li- like like he's so different out of the ring. It's funny because we went to a barbecue at someone's house in the summer when the lockdown was kind of lifted a bit. And the guy's wife didn't want Jeff to come because she like legitimately thought that he was like, he is in the ring at three, six, five.
1: <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and I got to say, I got to say Jeff's entrance is one of my favorite entrances. Cause he just walks to the ring. It's like, it's one of my favorite things. Like he doesn't pose or anything. He just walks right to the ring. I'm like, yeah. this is sick. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he he knows his shit, like, really, though, like, he's, like, I have to give him credit because he's one of the reasons that I, like, I feel I came out of my shell more mm-hmm. And like, 2018, 2019 was, like, just him, like, supporting me and being, like, oh, just be more vocal and just do this differently, and it's, like, I, I've never had that kind of support as far as wrestling, so I was, like, okay, and so like and he's like the most vocal fucking person ever, so
1: So when this is all over like COVID, if you could pick someone to lose against, lose your title to, or go over on who would you pick for both?
0: To lose to? Yeah. Fucking no one, but like, <laughs> to lose.
1: Wade answered it, so I don't know.
0: Um <laughs> I want to I so like I put out a list of people I want to like wrestle mm-hmm. and so like Reggie Marley is my number one Reggie Marley is my trainer and I never got to wrestle him I never got to tag with him I was in a battle royal with him once he's like my number one um and then like people that I haven't worked like I really want to work that um Von Slasher from BC uh I've never worked Eddie Osborne so I'd like to work with him um, what else was on my fucking list? Now I'm like on the oh, uh, Deshaun Pratt from uh, CZW and Shakara. Mm. I'd really like to work with him. I actually talk to him fairly often, he's a really cool dude. And uh, like, he we started talking on Instagram, so we have the same like outlook on wrestling, and um, like the group of them want to come down here and work, so I'd like to work with him. So, yeah,
1: it's. Is CCW still a thing? Or did they close the doors after? No, I
0: think they still have a school. Shikara's closed after the speaking out thing. Yeah. Um, I went, I, funny story. I actually went to a Shakara, I went to two Shakara shows and a CZW show when I was like 17, 18. I drove, uh, me and my ex-boyfriend drove uh, Stupefied and Uno down. <laughs> so.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So we got to go to the ECW arena, which was pretty cool.
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool though. Iki Joe Stu and Uno down and out there on national television.
0: Yeah, like they're super cool guys. Uh, Stu is like hilarious, but his English isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Uno's just, he's a really nice guy. It's funny because I like, um, I dated a guy in the business and he lived up near Ottawa. So I spent a lot of time with like the guys from Quebec and like, um, uh Portia Perez like I spent a lot of time with her because they were her and my ex were best friends so I spent a lot of time with her um so I was very fortunate and I got to work with her a lot when I first started which was you know great because she was working everywhere at that time
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh I actually said the other day I'd like I'd really like to wrestle Misty Haven again because I haven't wrestled her since I was like 17 and I knew fucking nothing (laughs) So, wrestling her now would be like awesome.
1: yeah, I remember you commented on my post and said that I should interview her.
0: She's awesome. I think that's one thing that everyone kinda like i I don't know, but like when I started wrestling, you knew who kind of paved the way for you, right like mm-hmm. you were aware of the girls that made it possible for you to wrestle, right? I don't think that happens so much anymore um i know i've talked to guys and i've mentioned hey you know uh you know if we could get misty to come in and they don't even know who she is and it's like these are people that were like c- c- kind of the foundation for wrestling in ontario and they're just forgotten
2: because mm-hmm.
0: nobody talks about them right yeah so it's like people ask me who my trainer was and reggie oh yeah reggie marley well unless you went to 365 a lot of the time they're like oh okay That's it's like, no, man, like he helped build that foundation for a lot of the guys in Ontario. Like he worked with a lot of people and helped bring out the best in them. But it's just kind of overlooked because it doesn't, it's not relevant. It doesn't, you're not going to get booked somewhere because you know who these people are. But actually, Spinelli wrote something a little while ago, like two years ago. And it was basically like, Hey, like if you're new coming into the business, um, like just look at who came before you. And who can maybe help you out? And mm-hmm. if, you know, if you want to learn something about what happened twenty years ago, like who could I talk to about that? And it's like everything. I feel like depending on people's age when they get in, like you feel like you, you it, like that's not important, right? Yeah. But really, though, knowing the history to me is important. And yeah. you know, saying, hey, oh, you should interview Misty because that just kind of puts her name out there so that people could like. You know, if, if you're a girl and you get to... Because she comes back sometimes. I think Cece wrestled her two years ago in Ottawa. Just to, like, get to work with someone like that who's been around and who knows so much.
1: I'll definitely so, reach out. I need hosts. I need guests, so...
0: Yeah, like, her, <laughs> her and Fox were, like, for me, they were, like, you know, those were the girls that I was like, fuck, I want to be just like them
1: yeah th- th- nice I seen you tagged her in a post the other day and you said uh like so many years nothing different or something like that and I the first post was her I'm guessing and then the second post uh I was like that can't be her because <laughs> it was no Nova. Was Nova. <laughs> I was like
0: wait what uh, <laughs> but yeah it's like they were always so nice to me and they like you know if I asked them questions they would always tell me honestly and uh help me out as much as they could and it, it wasn't like I feel like sometimes I feel like it's a lot of like competition now. Like, you know, I, I've done what I want to do. You know, I've like, I want a heavyweight belt. I have some titles right now. I'm getting to work all these people, but I can't go up from there. So like, I know that now it's my job to be like the Misty and the Fox when I came in and help get people like Cece or Nova or Shiloh to that, the place they want to be right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to help the newer generation get to what they want. Because I'm not, like, I'm 30 years old, you know? Like, I'm not going to be wrestling forever. Why am I going to kind of try and fuck those people over? Which, I, getting back to the thing with the vets on the indie board, it's like, some people are like that. They don't ever want to lose their spot, Mm -hmm. right? Like, but I don't see it as losing my spot. I see it as, like, you know, these girls, especially, like, shiloh like i talk to her a lot she really likes wrestling and she really like she wants to learn and that's like when i see girls who just really want to learn and they really want to like know everything and get better i'm like oh that's what i was like i was so hungry when i first started yeah i don't want to be that person it's like fuck you like this is my spot kid it's like no like i want yeah fuck let's wrestle you know let's wrestle let's get you to the to that point so that you can do what you want to do
1: and it's funny because <gasps> that whole argument on the board or on ontario indie board i haven't even heard i only heard of one of them like i know mike shea but that i the only one i knew was the one that said i was blackballed or that i had heat so i was like okay like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's
0: like i said i don't even really know those guys yeah but like i i don't know like it's it's changed so much some some of it's changed for the better and like as far as what i just said that's not i feel like that's not for the better like i get how people are like oh why should we just respect everybody people should have to earn our respect but to a degree like if someone's been out there busting their ass for 16 years so that this next generation can come in and they can continue to bust their ass then yeah man like just even if you really don't give a fuck about their opinion, just like be nice to them Mm -hmm. or it goes both ways. You know, like there's times where, so like I obviously wrestle, like pretty much everyone I wrestle hasn't been wrestling as long as me or have the experience level as me. I ask every single person I wrestle, how was it? Is there anything you didn't like, you know, like I, you know, just that just goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, And you shouldn't be afraid to say, like, to someone who's been wrestling longer than you, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. I'm not comfortable with that. And I say this all the time to CeCe. If you're not comfortable with something, I don't give a fuck who the person is Say no.
1: Yeah.
0: And they shouldn't make you feel bad for saying no. And -hmm. they shouldn't push you into doing something you don't want to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, At the end of the day, you guys are there to protect each other, not to hurt each other. So.
0: And that's why, like, I know my strengths. I know I can't take all these crazy fucking moves. I know I can't give all these crazy fucking moves. I know what I can do and what I can't do. Yeah. So it's like, if I say no, I can't do that, just respect that, man. Because, like, you Mm -hmm. can literally do that with the next person you work.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want you to get hurt. And I also don't want to make your stuff look bad.
1: Mm -hmm. That's about all I have. If you want to talk about (laughs) anything else, we can. It's been a long Uh, conversation.
0: Yeah, I know. We've been talking for a long time. I, I know some of my some of my points don't like always add up. That's just literally that's just my it's just how I am. I just Yeah. Um Yeah, the one thing I just wanted to say is like people are dealing with a lot right now in the mental health stuff and um, you know, like take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh people can reach out to me, preferably if I know you in some way. Uh, like just reach out to me, uh, if you need anything, I'm not actually an asshole. <laughs> I do actually care. I mean, I take care of people for a living. Um, and like, it's hard, but like, we're going to get through it. Yeah. And you know, like, not like I, I'm struggling as well, man. Like I said, I like, I have ADHD and anxiety and I get fucking depressed as hell. And I'm at stuck at home with my six year old who has ADHD. So yeah. Like, yeah. The,
1: the other day I was bad. Like, I know you've reached out to me. I was bad. Like, I convinced myself that like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to end it here. And I ended up falling asleep. And I've been okay since like, I'm still struggling, but it, I haven't had the thoughts. So yeah.
0: Are you on any medication or no?
1: No, my doctor won't prescribe me uh, medication uh, because he's kind of weary because um, three years ago I took 14 antidepressants and two sleeping pills. So, he's kind of weary on giving me it. So, yeah. But I'm going to talk to him again because, yeah, it's bad. So,
0: what if your uh, fiance just kind of holds on to that stuff for you and then distributes it out?
1: Yeah, that's I what I was thinking.
0: Rough. Like, I'm not judging you because of that. Like, mm. I haven't been to that point since I was like 16. And, like, that's one thing I will say to you. Like, if you're getting involved in the business, like, this fucking business is hard as fuck on people. And, like, you know, this is why I say to you, like, I genuinely, like, I care genuinely, mm-hmm. I care um, there's there are people that genuinely care. just you know, be careful who you share your yeah, your shit with because not everybody's genuine, right like
1: yeah,
0: it's like high school,
1: yeah, pretty much, uh, I don't really talk to anyone. I talk to the HPW guys, but only the ones that like I'm really good friends with
0: yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. other than that, I don't really talk to them, oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about. You brought up something about you wanted stuff you went through or something like that? We talked about it. Well,
0: I mean, we've done, like, an hour and a half. (laughs) We could save it for a
1: different one. Yeah, like, we
0: could totally do uh, another, like, whenever you want to have me on again. Like I said, I don't know how many people are, like, give a shit about me, so... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: But I would totally just do one with you another time if you wanted to just touch on, like, mental health and um, shit like that. Because, like, I've never opened up to anybody in the business about uh like my life yeah at all it's kind of you know like i you know jeff knows and like certain people who are really close with me know but like i wouldn't mind talking about it only if it's gonna help other people and then like other people in the business maybe you know like understand a bit more what you know like not everybody goes through the same thing
1: yeah absolutely uh, I should ask you this last question, though. Wade said I have to ask everyone. Uh, how many chicken fingers can you eat in one sitting?
0: Well, like, probably like 20.
1: <laughs> Wade told me I have to ask everyone I have on as a guest, so, yeah.
0: Jeff's the champ, though. I'm sure we uh. <laughs> that, right?
1: You commented the other day about, that, uh, about Kurt dying his hair again. You said he has to lose to the Chicken McNugget thing. I said that I was thinking that Jeff should host it this time. So he can fuck with Kurt like he did with him. Yeah.
0: I don't even know if Jeff would fuck with him, though. He's too nice.
1: Yeah, that was so funny. I remember him
0: looking at me, like, halfway through, and he goes, why the fuck did you bring me to your friend's house? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. When Kurt pulled his ball out, I was like, what the fuck is that?"
0: Just like went dead because he fucking oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was fucked up. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, those guys are fun though, for real. Those are the those are the genuine guys. Yeah. You know, like if you get involved and you like I say this all the time. It's like those are those are the type of people that actually care.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they've been around forever.
1: Yeah. They really showed herself on Kurt's podcast. You can see like what they are outside of wrestling. And it's it's pretty funny. I I enjoy Kurt's podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts.
0: Yeah, like I don't listen to like, I listen to the Cornette podcast. uh, And I'll listen to Hackers fairly often, especially if someone's on it that I. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) No. Stop it. No. Eva. No. Come here come here come here sorry <laughs> it's okay. um, especially if someone's on it that i'm like friends with or that like he had a uh, rookie stardust on yeah his podcast and then like i don't know how many people listen to that but i listen to it because like that's the school i started out in mm-hmm. and that those are the guys i started out with and it was really cool to hear about some of the things that start happened before i came in yeah cool um so, like, sometimes he has really cool people on. And then, like, I've listened to a few of Rex's now, too. Yeah. Um, I watched, like, a snippet of one of uh, Holden's with Danny Granger. Because uh, Jeff grew up with him. So, mm. I listened to a bit of it. We have, like, uh, a Danny Granger art in our living room that he mailed to Jeff. Not too Oh, yeah.
1: They talk about Jeff in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think Rex's podcast is getting better and better every time he m- comes out with an episode.
0: I'm glad he's got, like, a thing to do, because, like, uh, I I went there a few times during the, um, when we had, like, in the summer, when we could go places, because, like, I, Cece's, like, one of my best friends, right? Yeah. So I'd, like, go down for the night and whatever, and then, like, uh, Rex would just come home from work and sit in the backyard with us, and be like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because, like, every, nobody has wrestling, and that's, like, a lot of us, that's, like, I have, fuck, I will send it to you. It is mint. I have a picture with Rex from, like, 2007. We bumped into each other on a show in Michigan, and we're, like, he is baby Rex. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> I showed it to Jeff, and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's, but, like, same with us. Like, I've been wrestling for half my life, and that's the only other thing I do other than work and take care of my kids. So it's, like...
1: I, I don't know if you listen to the Black Ball podcast, but uh, they they did prank calls on the last episode, and uh, um, Rex prank called Chris Thorne, and it was so fucking funny. Oh, I'm going to have
0: to listen to that.
1: I've never laughed so hard in my life. Like, he he was pretending to be someone that was, like, in the building, that like, attached to the uh, wherever they, they shoot, and he's complaining that there are people there, and uh, Rex said, he's like, you got a bunch of fruitcakes rolling around in their underwear with each other. And I, I laughed so hard. It was so good. Uh,
0: I'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah. It uh, yeah, was really share good. Them
0: all. It's just uh, like, I don't have the time to listen. There's so many people have podcasts right now. Like our podcast, I think like two people listen to it, whatever. I don't fucking care. Cause it's
1: I didn't even know you had one.
0: Uh, yeah. It's called the finished basement podcast. Oh, Okay yeah it there's a group on um it's on Podbean. there's like a a group on facebook where all our links are
3: Mm, but we
0: talk but we don't really talk about wrestling like we talk a lot about um like toys like different eras of toys okay like it's cool because lenny knows like fucking everything about everything so like he's on it and he talks about toys and then jeff talks about like the toys he liked and then i'm from so like it's like 70s 80s 90s (laughs) so yeah um And then we talk about like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So we're gonna get back to it. It's just with the lockdown, Lenny can't be here. So,
1: you guys think consider doing it over Skype like this?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe, but we don't really do video, though. (laughs) That's the thing.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: yeah. And then I want to do some watch alongs w- with Jeff and then uh, send them to hacker to put on sunset crypt. Like, cause, cause Jeff doesn't watch horror movies. He doesn't really like horror movies. So like mm. watching stuff with him sometimes is fucking funny. Like his reactions and shit are funny. Like we watched the new vampiro documentary with him, me and Lenny. Like we had planned it Lenny was coming over, we're going to watch the movie. It's going to be so much fun. And then Jeff just kept ruining it for me. I'm like, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tierra's a big horror movie buff. And i I want nothing to do with it. So, yeah, it sucks.
0: Yeah, I have, uh, I have quite the collection, but I'm also like people send me like suggestions for horror movies. I'm into more like slasher flicks
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like '80s horror, '80s '90s. Yeah. Like the stuff that comes out now, I I could care less for the most mm-hmm. part. I just whatever okay, cool, like, I just, yeah. yeah, and I'm not into the gore stuff, like, gore films are not my thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like the 90s, 80s, 90s horror movies are kind of more, like, scary, because they're more realistic, because of such a low budget, and technology wasn't what it is now, so it's, like,
0: it's a lot more walked... scary. Yeah, Into the Darkness, it's a documentary, it's, like, five hours long, And it's all about 80s horror movies. Oh, I doubt it. (laughs) Called Into the Darkness. I'll send you the link. I think someone sent me the link. So hopefully it's still live. But it's like five hours long. But it's really cool. It goes through like all the different genres and the years of horror. And it's really neat. And like Corey Taylor's on it. Elvira's on it. Robert Englund's on it. Like all these different people. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and then there's on Shudder, there's, um, I like, I really like Hellraiser. It's one of my favorites. There's uh, two different documentaries. One's about the first movie, and one's about the second movie, and how they, like, did the special effects, and how they, it all came to be, and the graphic novel and everything. So, like, if she's into that stuff, like, those documentaries would be really good for her to check out, because they're really, I like them.
1: Kurt and uh, they did a watch-along to a movie on Shudder, and they are hyping it up, and I have a fire stick, and I was like, fuck, I wanna watch this movie. Like, <laughs> they're making oh, yeah, it sound one so good. Yeah, more, I don't Martuary remember what it's called. Or yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're saying yeah. it's like really good and stuff like that, and I was like, shit, I wanna watch it. So,
0: another good one is called Dead and Breakfast. It's fucking funny. It's a B movie. I have it on DVD. Uh, actually, Warhead is the one that introduced me to it, and it's just like, it's so cheesy. It's so funny though. (laughs) There's like line dancing zombies and shit in it. It's funny.
1: Oh sweet, that sounds funny.
0: I got like if if she ever wants suggestions for like B movies or like um like good horror movies, like I have a ton. And then like Warhead's really into horror too. So sweet. I'll let her know for sure. All right, well. (sighs) Yeah. uh, Going so I can get the kid ready for bed.
1: Yeah, I need to eat supper
0: told them to stay in the basement and not make any noise so <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, thanks for having me on and yeah like let me know when you want to do one uh about mental health and stuff and like oh, I'm oh for sure and uh if you ever need anything reach out i
1: i think i i think i'm gonna do something special for mental health month so
0: sweet yeah. and uh if you're looking for people for the podcast like i'll mention it to jeff and uh yeah and for sure lilac he'd be a good one a lot of people don't have him on their podcast and he knows so much shit he's been around forever
1: for sure i would love to interview jeff i don't know lenny but jeff is so fucking funny like uh, (laughs) the the two podcasts i've heard him on he's been super funny so
0: um i'll uh i'll give him your facebook information and okay all right all right all
1: right thanks thanks uh see you later